Hey everybody, welcome to the... Whoa, clipped it. <laughs> Starting over. Boop. Hey everybody, welcome to the Irregular Search for Truth. Starting over. Hey everybody, welcome to the Irregular Search for Truth. My name's Scott. And I'm Sachin. Here we go, once again, the 42nd time through... 42 is a good number. 42. Isn't it like the answer to the universe or something like that? Nope. No? Pretty sure it isn't, but maybe. All right. I'm just basing off a book, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Universe. It was 42? I, I thought so. That was a little running joke. It was Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Galaxy. You're right. Yeah. And I mean, there's so many galaxies that why would, you know, the, the machine that's coming up with the, you know, the answer to the question be in this particular galaxy? So what do you have a bigger problem with that or 42? Uh, I had a problem with that book, actually. You know? <laughs> it was, uh, it was, it was funny and clever, but it was just irreverent and, and it had no point. Yeah. It did seem like the title when I, when everybody used to talk about it and I saw it, actually it was on my dad's bookshelf. So I was like, oh, I should read that, you mm-hmm. know? And like, I thought there'd be some sort of like larger point, you know? And like some sort of like yeah. unifying, like, hey, we're all aliens and we're life forms or whatever, you know? And like, this is what you need to know. Like almost like Zen and the Art of Motorcycle Maintenance, right? Like, right. I don't, I'm not going to read this book. I'm pretty sure it's not motor, about motorcycle maintenance only, right? It's about right. this larger thing. I haven't even read it and I know that, yeah. right? And it's not like some just like, then you know like what's how is a how is a piano like a fish you know it's not like that yeah. right it's like it's some sort of like you know if you go through this process of motorcycle maintenance you take care of your motorcycle and you like try to really absorb the whole thing there's kind of a zen to it you know mm-hmm. and like yeah you kind of feel like if you were to write a hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy these are the kind of truisms or like common threads you would see yeah and it wasn't like that no it wasn't and it and i think i had had so many people like you said say oh my god this book's so funny and so good and so in, right, like insightful right, right. in ways and it's like well yeah but the insights were very shallow it was like it was like this is making fun of how people do this it was almost sort of like a like a stand-up comedy routine yeah yeah you know? and you know even like sci-fi is a little bit like the former you know it, it usually is there's some sort of like Oh, we're all life forms, you know. And right, there's a little yeah. bit of like, there's obviously the science and the fun and a little bit of action and adventure, but in the end, it's like, oh, these different life forms are just kind of like us, except for they have three eyes and like they have purple skin or whatever it is that they difference they have. You right. Know? But we all have a soul. <laughs> I don't know those aliens, you know. <laughs> all right. That was a good warm up. All right. Yeah. Should we jump into the topic list here? Yeah. Yeah. This is this is probably a quick one, but I felt like it deserves acknowledgement, and it will also date this podcast. Okay, because this podcast will probably be published several months after today. <laughs> well, now we have a now uh, we have a real a real push to get it up on time. Challenge, um, and that I just I just thought I had to say that uh, I believe it was was it it was Wednesday night. Matt Kane of the San Francisco Giants. I- through the first perfect game in, in Giants history, including yeah. New York Giants, and only the 22nd perfect game in Major League Baseball history. That's right. And it was pretty awesome. Yeah, did you listen to it on the radio? I No, I was uh, at a restaurant, and it had it on the TV. And we, uh, we, we listened to the beginning on the radio, and then we went out to dinner. And we're watching sort of intermittently on the TV, and then like towards the like you know eighth or ninth inning, we were like, whoa, wait a minute. This is like something's happening here. It was awesome. 
Yeah, I actually did end up watching a little bit on. I like I watched like the last three or four innings on TV just because. I don't know. I don't usually watch a lot of TV, but I was just flipping around. I saw. I was like, "Oh, let's check out what's going on." And they had just mentioned that he had like this kind of like perfect game going or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, okay. Maybe we should check it out." You know, yeah. and like it was almost like I couldn't even watch it because it was so like nervous, intense. You yeah, know? it was like it's very, it's very uh, intense. Yeah, and nerve wracking. And I mean, I, I don't know what it was like for him. You know, because it's like it's just like a game, but at the same time, it's like everybody knows you're doing this thing, and they're yeah. all watching you, and like and it's, every, you it's know, amazing. Yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah. 27 hitters come to the plate and none of them reach base. Right, right. And and that, I mean, that is so rare. And there were some excellent plays. I don't know if you yeah. saw that catch, the Gregor Blanco in outfield, in like running towards the wall, makes a diving catch to basically save the perfect game in yeah. something like the seventh inning. It, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. It was, I was, yeah, I was very fortunate because I rarely, very, I rarely watch games, and like I just happened to have that one on. So yeah. it was cool. It was cool. Nice. I just thought that we should, we should acknowledge that it was, it was sweet. Um, this, this being a, a San Francisco based podcast. So congratulations, Matt Kane. Yeah, congratulations. We know you're never gonna listen to this, but <laughs> <laughs> but if you do, well done, sir. I raise my glass to you. And you know what? Actually, uh, another thing. This is sort of part of a, a larger Giants uh, rant. But I have, I've been a Giants fan pretty much all my life. And Matt Cain has played for the Giants his entire career. He has never – he has always been an excellent pitcher but never had any luck in terms of run support from the offense. Like, I think his career record is like a losing record despite right. his <laughs> despite his like real great – you know, uh, pitching performances. And it was just really cool to see, like, you know. Yeah, and it was like 10-0, too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Actually, you know, it's funny. Um, I grew up watching baseball, and I don't know when I learned this or whatever, but I'd heard several times that it's like when you're a player, when you're an announcer, when you're anything, and, like, somebody starts something good, like a no-hitter or a perfect game, it's like after a certain point, you just stop talking about it. Yeah. You know, after, like, the sixth inning, you're like – He's doing pretty well. You know, like, uh-huh. nobody's like, you know, it's perfect so far. Like, <laughs> Hopefully he doesn't blow this one because that would have been a perfect game, you know? And it's at, like, at some point, you just shut up. Yeah, but just... but on the TV, like, they were talking about it the whole time. Oh, yeah. Like, probably, like, from the seventh inning on, it's like, you know, as they would go out for commercials or come back, be like, Matt Cain, if you're just joining us, is, like, going into a per- as perfect so far and all yeah. that stuff. And it's like, that was just really weird to me because, like, I was so unused to hearing that happen you know usually you don't you don't want to jinx it you know so a lot of of people would avoid it and you can kind of tell that one of the announcers would avoid it and he would just say he's doing really well and the other guy's like he's perfect through eight you know and it's like (laughs) so the one guy wasn't i mean he wasn't like getting on the other guy's case like why are you doing that be quiet but he certainly wasn't like he wasn't gonna be the one who said well i mean and the one announcer you know at least has to be like well, if people are flipping through and they hear this, they're going to stick with and it. I, I mean, yeah, there was an article about it actually kind of like mirroring exactly what I was thinking. And he was saying, yeah, like, I mean, you got to know what's going on. If you tune in, like, how right. are you going to know that he's perfect unless yeah. you say it, right? Yeah. And he's not in the dugout. He's not going to jinx the, you know, he's not yeah, going to get exactly. the pitcher's and nerves weird. Or you know, anything. and like jinxes and like, you know, uh, like superstitions and stuff like that. You know that like on paper and, you know, in your mind, you know that it's like it can't possibly affect somebody who's like 100 feet away with no intelligence of what's going on up here in the booth or what's going on in the stands or anything like that, right? It just 
But at the same time, you just you always do these things. You know, you don't you don't step on cracks and you don't like walk <laughs> under ladders. You don't like break mirrors. So yeah. I don't know why. It just gives you a good feeling, right? Yeah. Um. Okay, keep it on on the San Francisco uh, front here. Keep it local. Yeah, keep it local for the first half of the podcast at least. Um, I was on uh, Muni the bus. Uh, the other day and, and this, this might not end well <laughs> so I was on the back of the bus oh and this was a this is the 27 bus which is an interesting line because it runs at the Bryant uh, yeah Bryant. the Bryant and it runs from the Mission District which is kind of like a uh, I would call it a mixed use district um, you've got you've got like you know some very sort of like yuppie-ish parts of the Mission District and some like you know older uh, slightly, I don't know, tougher parts of the Mission District. Runs from the Mission District, then through the South of Market area, and through kind of like some of the scuzzier parts of By my work. South of Market. Yeah, I've taken that bus from work. And uh, and then it runs across Market Street and up Knob Hill, in, and actually goes through the Tenderloin first, so it's going through like gnarly little Tenderloin spot, and then up Knob Hill to like kind of like the fancy schmancy place up there. And so you see like it's a very zigzaggy bus, mm-hmm. but you do see like quite a, a slice of San Francisco by riding the 27. I was on the 27 the other day, coming back from the mission to where I live. And, uh, and, uh, I got on the, went to the back of the bus cause that's where there was a seat available. And these two guys who were sitting on the sort of sideways facing seats in front of me, um, they were, uh, I don't know if I should describe what they look like first or, or but they just sort of look like young kind of skater punk guys. Right. Um, and, uh, and for the most part, just sort of like minding their own business and doing their thing. And they were drinking these big cans of Mountain Dew. One of the guys was kind of like half passed out doing and, the do. Yeah. Another guy was, was just sort of doing, you know, doing his thing. I think he talked to somebody new for a bit and then, and then she got off. Um, Anyway, about halfway through uh, the bus ride, they, you know, they put their cans of Mountain Dew down and one of them sort of puts it behind the seats and one of them kind of crushes it and puts it on the seat next to him. And, uh, and then I could see, you know, a few minutes later that they were getting ready to leave. And I was like, ah, I wonder if they're going to leave the cans of Mountain Dew on the bus. And, uh, and then I was like, if they do, do I say anything about it? Is this is this like you know? Do you do you breach the the zone of silence around the people on the bus you don't know? Um, and anyway, they got up and and uh, right as we got to Market Street, they they were heading toward the door, and I was like, hey man, hey guy, you know, like, uh, and I I was like, how do I do this in a non-confrontational way? And I don't want to be like a dick, and I don't want to you know. Uh, so you did it though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but but I was really trying to walk this fine line, and I was like, "Hey man, uh, can you take can you take your cans?" Uh, and because I don't know, it just like there was there was absolutely no need to litter your cans. No, never, the never a need. Um, I mean, there's plenty of recycling or just garbage cans around. Right. And I was like, "Hey, can you take your cans?" And the guy sort of like after I get his attention, he's like, "Oh," and I guess I was gesturing to his friend's can, and, uh, and he was like, "Oh, it's it's not mine." And I was like, well, that one's yours. They're pointing at the other one. And he, uh, he said something to the effect of, uh, someone else. Something else. <laughs> and then he left the bus. 
And I was just like, well... And, and then I said, like, come on, man. And then he left the bus, you know. And that was the extent of our in- interaction. But I just sort of found it, like... I don't know. Odd. And... and uh, Disappointingly typical. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, how old was he, do you think? I would say he was anywhere from maybe 19 to 25. Oh, okay. These were guys, I would say they weren't on the, they weren't on the youngish side. Like, they probably were not living with their parents because they were both covered in tattoos. Oh. And like, you know, yeah. serious piercings and stuff. But at the same time, it's not like this guy was in his 30s. He was, he was definitely in his yeah. young... Young twenties, maybe upper teens. Yeah, maybe like, yeah. I mean, I guess like I, you might see that in a teenager, and you say, "Hey, man, do this." He's like, "Oh, whatever," you know. And then like yeah. later on, and not later on, like you know, the next day, but like twelve years later, fifteen years later, twenty years later, he's like, probably regrets some of the things he did in his life, you right. know. And, turn, and like, it's funny. It's such a minor thing to like, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, I regret leaving that can on the muni bus. I'm sure he won't regret that individual action. Right. But it's just like, there's a certain point in people's life where they start realizing that that what they do in, in life affects other people. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think I think it takes a while for people to understand that, like, yeah, I, this is not this world is not just for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and like maybe if you are like that kind of person that you kind of described, and maybe we have all a picture in our heads. I mean, not these people, but people we've encountered in our lives. You know, it's like those people just, they don't care. And it's only when, well, it's not only when, but it's like maybe when they finally get a job and they have responsibility, something they actually care about, that it starts making a difference. Mm. Or else they just go the other way and life just starts just crapping on them more and more. Mm. You know, and then, and then they really don't care. Mm. So I can see it spinning out of control one way or the other. Not spinning out of control, but spinning out of control one way where it's like, I just don't care anymore, and then they end up in a lot of trouble mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But yeah, it's like if they ever get a job that they actually like, or relationships they actually want to maintain, or things they want to actually keep up, you know. Like, you think that 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 uh, as like that leads to effects in other aspects of their life as well. I just I think so. I mean, I'm maybe just obviously I'm just speaking from my own personal viewpoint, and maybe it's colored by like my life and. I don't think I would have ever left a can on a bus, but right, and that, and that's such a small thing. It was like it was such a small thing that I almost felt like not saying anything. Like yeah. whereas if it were like I don't know, I don't know, sticking doing some like actual damage, yeah, then it's like whoa, 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 you gotta stop and you gotta. Oh, like, you would have. So like, so if they had like uh, put graffiti on the bus or something, you would have like stopped them like with when they whipped out their pens or whatever, or. Um, Maybe, yeah. I mean, I, graffiti, I like, I don't really care about graffiti that much. Like, I think it's kind of, you know, silly and stupid. But, like... He's like, graffiti's worse, know. actually, because it costs the city money to clean up. Yeah, Whereas, that's I mean, true. A can, it's like, okay, the driver just goes to the bus at the end of the rally. Yeah, that's sure Well, no that's what I was saying. Like, like, cans are not not a big thing. So, yeah, graffiti, I guess, is a bigger thing. So, yeah, I would... I would probably... If anything, I would have been more likely not to say anything if it's, like, you know, the more serious it is, because that person, obviously... You when you when you speak up to somebody, right? You're, you're always right. like, "What is this person capable of?" You know, and it's like, "What's their it, reaction?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if mm-hmm. it's like kind of like you know the typical scene you might see some TV or movies, like it was some big buff guy, you know, who's like tattoos and like looks scary. It's like you're definitely not going to be like, 
hey, pick up your can. You're like, well, what did you say to me? That's, right? the, that's the sort of like approach that you want to take too. Like, because some people, when you breach that sort of social silence that is that is in between you, some people react negatively to that and some people react positively to that, you know? I can't see anybody positive. What, what, what would you call a positive reaction? To that? I think like if a kid had been like, oh yeah, sorry. You know, yeah, like, but I mean, oh, I'll take it. Yeah, but I mean, you don't think for... I mean, that's not even positive. That's more like, okay, I got called out, and now he's handling it. Well, that's... I mean, but that's a good way of, of reacting to that, I would say. Because it results in a positive, you know, outcome. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, I guess, like, I was just thinking more like, oh, yeah, I'm so sorry, I forgot. You know, like, if he actually did forget... But I, don't, I mean, he didn't forget for one second that he did it. And no. not only that, but you pointed it out, and it's like, that's not mine. It's like... Now we have to play this game where you lie to me and I have to point out your incorrectness. Yeah. And then, you know, and so, like, I don't know. It, it was cool that you did that. I don't know. I don't know if I would have done it. Um, I might well, have said... And then, and then I picked up the cans and put them in the recycling bin, which it's like, even well, that... I could have just done that anyway. Yeah, no, but you it's know? like, I think... Also, I think it's positive also that I think, like, he felt for the tiniest second, like, a little bit of shame that he had lied to somebody. Yeah. Hopefully. And, like, maybe, you know, it's a little seed in his head. Yeah. Maybe he real, he'll realize that, oh, people did notice and people do care. Yeah. You know, and, like, I did, like, sort, sort of, like, darken somebody else's day. Yeah. You know, I hope. Well, I mean, he, like, he certainly didn't darken my day or anything. But well, it was, I, I wonder, like, the concept, though, of, of, like, shame changing behavior. That's kind of an interesting thing to think about, too. Like That's true. Like, do you think, because uh, that's another one that can kind of go both ways. It's like some people can react to that and be like, forget it, you know, screw this. I'm I think doing there's, there's a lot of thought about that and like the way you raise kids and stuff like that. Like, yeah. do you, you know, is, you kind of want to come from a place of like not shame. You know, you don't want to guilt people into something. You kind of want to show them the right way to do it and mm -hmm. show them the positives of it. I mean, I think like shame has always been like a really uh, strong parenting and rearing technique historically, mm -hmm. I feel like. But I'm not sure that people think it's necessarily a good thing anymore or at least not done exclusively right you know? like even when you raise kids they say that you should give them 70 percent or 75 percent you know positive reinforcement and then only uh, rare, on a rare occasion say oh you didn't do this right or whatever you know not mm -hmm. like constantly criticize them right yeah. yeah and i guess shame and criticism criticism is kind of like they're not hand in hand but they could easily go one way or the other right mm -hmm. That sucks. Yeah, just the other day, and I see this all the time around the city. Actually, just today, as we were driving the car, I saw somebody flick a cigarette butt. Oh, yeah. And every time I see that, it just, like, it get it kind of eats me up a little bit. Yeah. It gets at me, you Because those ones go right down the storm drain. They really yeah. do. And luckily in San Francisco, like, we, that doesn't flow directly to the bay mm. or to the ocean. Like, we have a, a very old and archaic sewer system, which actually is a good thing, because that means all, all sewer water gets filtered. Mm. But in a lot of other cities... Those are not sewers, they're storm drains, which means that they directly flow. It's just for rainwater. It's yeah. not for trash or anything like that, you yeah. know? Whereas here, it's like, okay, you know, whatever. But still, it's just like the act of flicking your cigarette butt on the ground. It's like, who? where do you think that goes? Yeah. Like, where? who do you think, like, do you think it just, like, flies away and, like, disintegrates or whatever? Yeah. It's, I mean, maybe, maybe they do. Maybe, maybe they do. And just, like, maybe that guy on the bus forgot his can. No, but I, mean, I think, I but I think there's more like a 99% chance that person doesn't care, and it's just crazy. It's just crazy to me that you, as a civilized person with clothes on your back, 
and <laughs> shoes on your feet, and you're walking around, and you have a job because you're in the middle of financial district on a on a Friday afternoon that you're flicking a cigarette butt, like you don't care. Yeah. And it's just like I see that, and I every time I see that, and if I see somebody like that, I look at them in the eye. I don't say anything, and I'm like, yeah, I saw that. You know what I mean? I don't say that out loud, but I like I look at them and I and make, well, maybe you should try saying it. Maybe you should try next time say like, "Hey man, don't flick your cigarette butt, please." Yeah, yeah. I just I don't like I said I don't see any positive coming out of that. Like I don't see them actually picking it up. I don't see them thinking like, "Oh, that guy said I should do." I wonder. Do that, so. I wonder in like in the battle of of competing shames, like one is like you can sort of uh you can say like hey don't do that and it, it gives that person a little bit of shame but then they could come back with whatever dick yeah you know? exactly. like and it's like well now i have some shame you know okay, <laughs> the, the other the other day i was i was parking my car or i was looking for a spot around my neighborhood here and uh you know i was coming down the street and i was coming one way in the street and it would have been really nice if there was a spot on my right hand side because then i could have taken it but it so happened that i found one on the left hand you know, so like, oh, great. Well, that's fine. Go slowly. Put my left hand blinker on. Stop in the middle of the thing. You know, whatever. I'm right there. Mm-hmm. Some guy's coming the other way. He takes the spot. Mm. I'm sitting there with my blinker on, like looking at it, waiting for him to pass. He just takes it. Mm. And so I'm like, what? I was, you know, obviously pretty upset because it's like when you drive around for a spot everything is like life and death for some reason you know for some reason you're like it's just like gonna like you're gonna lose it you know somebody took my spot and i've been driving around you know it's like it's the worst thing you know first world problems i guess right but <laughs> yeah definitely definitely we're in, we're in the first world problem realm here no but i mean this, this is gotten no. such an old farts complaining day on the no, but it, it's more today. like okay that happened fine but it was like what i just got really mad so like well then i went i was honking i'm like honking and i'm honking you know like but first i was like bop up just like the hey i'm here maybe you didn't see me and i'm like bop 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 hey you know hey yeah. and then i'm like bop you know and it's like he just completely ignores me the whole time so I roll down my window. I'm like, hey, you know, like I, I was waiting for that spot. He's like, yeah, well, I'm in it now. And I'm like, I, I'm just speechless. I, just, I yeah. don't even, are you, I'm like, are you serious? And he's like, yeah, what's the problem? And I was just, I was, if I was a bigger and stronger and angrier man, I would get out of my car and like cause a situation. Cause I was like, I was like, you, there, I, what? Like, I mean, can I convince you that this is wrong? Do you yeah. know that you've done something wrong? Do you think that this is the way the world works? Obviously it is, but do you think this is the way the world should work? Yeah. That somebody says, oh, you know, like there's a little bit of an etiquette in driving a car, right? And it's like, look, I, I have that spot. I'm gonna take it, just come on by or whatever. I, I could just pull straight into it and like block the whole street and taking it. Yeah. But I was waiting for you to come by. And then, I mean, it's like, does the rest of your world work like that? Where you just take something if you feel like having it? Yeah. I mean, but it's like all these things, he, I don't know if he didn't process them or he just looked at me and he said, I could take advantage of this guy. You know, like, what if I was some big, huge buff guy who looks scary and I was driving, like, some monster car or whatever, you know, like, maybe he wouldn't mess with me, you know? Mm-hmm. But what what kind of world does this man live in that he does that? And it's like, but all these things that I'm thinking are not, A, definitely not worth it in life, right? You definitely, right. confronting people yeah. is like a very, there's a very narrow window of opportunity and... And you pick your battles. Exactly, yeah. right? But B, it's like, there's just convincing people in general, it's just a lost cause sometimes, you know? And it's just with this person, I was just crazy. I mean, I, I tried. 
And like I, I real like I said, I like I first honk was like bop bop like hey, I'm here. You know, like you must have just missed me. Like was he doing a, a parallel parking? No, unfortunately it was the last thing just before a uh like a driveway. Okay. So he was able to kind of just pull into it. Okay. Like he didn't have to parallel park or anything. Yeah. Maybe it would have been more effort if he had a parallel park or something like that, you know. But still, he I mean I couldn't once he started parallel parking, there's nothing I could have done about it. Yeah. So it was just like I was just like literally like I am now. I just can't even conceive of somebody doing that, especially when they're being shamed at it. You know, it's yeah. like honking. I'm like, hey, what are you doing? And no apology. So what if what if that happened to you though? What if uh, you took a parking space and then someone on the other side of the road sort of honks at you and is like, hey, I was gonna take that parking space. What would you do? I do that a lot actually, and uh, to the ire of my my passenger sometimes, where it's like I'll see some, I'll come up somebody, I'll come up on a spot. And I'll be like taking it, but it's like, oh, you know what? Somebody, I saw somebody turn around on the other side of the street to get this spot. Oh yeah. Like they had like obviously it's a diff it's a tricky situation because it's a two lane road and you don't want to mm -hmm. block everything or whatever. So I'm a little more aggressive when I see a spot. I'll just flip around right and right in the middle of the street because mm -hmm. it's like, look, all spare and parking, and you just got to get that spot. Mm -hmm. There's no like going down, getting in a driveway, flipping around, coming back. You but need to like get spare, that spot. If all spare and parking, then that guy. No, I guess what I mean is like all is fair in parking in terms of like blocking traffic. Mm, like okay. I mean, everybody's gonna be like, okay, you know what? He's going for a spot. That's right. fine. That's just part of life, right? Mm. But there is a little bit of like, okay, that person claimed that spot. Whatever he has to do to get in that spot, now the rules no longer gotcha. apply. Like gotcha. stops, lights, whatever it is, you know. Well, once, lights, once lights. you claim the spot, it's your spot. Yeah, and people will understand that you're blocking inter blocking the intersection or the street for 10, 15 seconds. Mm. If you're a horrible parker or driver, that's another story. Then we can get a little annoyed, but still, it's <laughs> like it's your prerogative. Like, hopefully, you'll get better at it and you'll you know become a better par parker. But you don't just snag somebody's spot, especially because it's so hard to find the spot. You mm. know, and it's like such a a rite and a ritual of going through it a horrible horrible ritual but mm -hmm. it's like a ritual nonetheless that you have to just like go through it look for the spots you know and this and this really just snags your spot and oh just, what kind of person does that yeah what, what was is, this what was this person like what yeah so he was like kind of uh like maybe in his he looked kind of like almost like a contractor like kind of a guy kind of like stocky uh -huh. not too but not too like buff or whatever he's driving a truck uh-huh you know, and he looked kind of like a, like a guy, like a total bro, but like an older bro, <laughs> Old you know, bro. like, like a, not, not like a guy who was like, just like, hey, whatever, but like, he's like a little older now. He's like 40s. He could, you know, maybe, I don't know, that kind of person. Yeah, right. I, he wasn't wearing like a dress up shirt. He might've wearing like a t-shirt, you know, like kind of. Like I said, maybe he was going to a job or something like that. Yeah. Kind of like a like a construction site or something like that kind yeah. of person. I guess like even it, it would have been nice to even get like a sorry. That's exactly know? yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been. I, I think that's that's part of the story. Like, and just going back to the way he dressed, it doesn't really matter to me how he dressed. And it could have been maybe I would have been more angry if he was like a dressed up person because mm -hmm. he would have felt like entitled to it. You know? Right. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you could always find a reason to be angry at somebody. So I'm just describing the way he dressed. There's yeah. nothing, no classes or anything like that. It's just you know whatever. But yeah, if he, I'm not even sure if that would have made me feel better or not. You know, at least he owned that he's just a horrible person. Mm. You know, but if it's like, oh, sorry, it's like you're not uh. sorry because when you're sorry, you say I'm sorry. Here's what I did wrong, and how can I make it better? Right. And what? And I will not do this in the future. Uh. He didn't do any of those things. 
So if you say sorry, you're just saying you're just paying me lift service, and that's not good, you know, in my opinion. It's like if you are truly sorry, show me that you're sorry. Mm -hmm. Sorry is a word. You know, it's a, well, it's a word and it's a feeling. You've just said a word. Now show me a feeling that you're actually sorry. Mm -hmm. But this person, oh my God, I, I can go on forever. About this. <laughs> wow, this, <laughs> one, this riled you up. Well, it's like these people on the bus, you know, it's yeah. like when you call somebody out on their wrongness. Yeah. And, it's, and it's like, it's not just like, oh, you made a mistake. You know, um, you you added these numbers correct incorrectly, you idiot. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, oh, you know what? Hey, you forgot this thing. Like, oh, thanks. You know, what was I thinking? You know, mm -hmm. and like this mistake would have caused somebody else some problems. It's not like, you know, it's it's not like, oh, I forgot my keys at my home, and somebody should yell at me because it's my I wasted my own time. You're wasting everybody else's time, and you're incurring misfortune to other people. Very very minor misfortune. Mm -hmm. Mind you, with a with a bottle on a bus or a can right, on a but bus, it, it, or those costs add up, and then you have to have like whatever you have to. The city has to hire people to clean. And that's, you know what I was thinking about with the with the bus situation is that and like flicking cigarette butts and stuff like that. It's like, well, the city has these services. You know, it provides street cleaning. People clean the buses, and that sort of thing. And so it's like, well, like, like it's it's easier for that guy to say, well, whatever, somebody's going to clean it. That's cause and effect. Yeah. That person is there because of you yeah. and your ilk. Well, you would need somebody to clean the bus. No, I mean, at but... Some, like, at, at, like, a very basic level, somebody's got to clean the bus at some point just because, like, natural use will get things dirty. Yeah, but, I mean, there's I think there's, like, an obvious difference between simple maintenance right and like and we need to hire somebody to go through every bus every day to right to like, like pick, pick up, up after later. yeah 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 actually it's funny uh, another bus story is the other day well this, this happened a few years ago i feel like at this point um sometimes <laughs> you're you're about to say the other day yeah and now well, we're going back a few years all right continue it's just like you know how comics are like funny thing happened me on the way here <laughs> no i actually didn't right? it didn't happen to me it, it probably never even happened you made it up right but anyway happened to my uncle murray 42 years ago in paris just the other year i was on the bus <laughs> and uh you know i feel that there's a little bit of like i agree there's trash in the bus and i'm actually okay with a certain level of it the trash that I think is okay is like the, the newspapers. Mm. Yeah, and because sometimes someone else can read those. That's and and I look forward to actually sitting in it. Not look forward to, but it's like when I sit there and like, oh, there's a little thing pressed on the side. Great. Yeah. You know, so I sat down and I forget whether I, you know, brought it on the bus or it was already there, but there was like an examiner there and I was reading it and kind of like an older guy was sitting next to me, and then I got off. And I, I folded up the newspaper and I put it into the side of the sheet. He's like, oh, you forgot your, you, you, are you going to get take your uh, thing? You don't leave it on the bus, like trash. I'm like, well, I mean, first of all, why are you making me feel shame about this? And do I need to explain this thing to you? Like, I, there's like two levels here now. Like, A, you're shaming me. And it's like, well, I'd like to shame you for like being lame. And B, why don't you know about this time-honored tradition of leaving reading material on the bus? That's Well, that's a... Uh... Like, because that is the exact 
opposite of the situation that that I was just in, where you were the person leading the stuff. But what you're saying is because the nature of a newspaper is different. That's that what I feel. I mean, yeah. if if I no, I, like I so he's like, are you gonna leave it? I'm like, all right, fine, I'll pick it up. You know, it's like this is not worth it. If you think that I'll let you have a little victory in your in your heart of hearts or whatever. Mm. I don't know why you think that this is a victory and that you don't know about leaving bus newspapers on buses and stuff like that, but fine, whatever. You know, it's like, maybe you'll have res- restored some faith in your the younger generation, mm-hmm. and I'm happy to, like, provide that service. All right. You know? So you did pick it up. I did. I mean, it's yeah. like, it's never worth it, right? right? Like, I mean, but it's just funny. Like, I was in this, I was in the situation, and it's like, if you have a good answer, then fine. You know, like, oh, it's not mine. Well, it's like, that one is. Gotcha. Yeah. You know, and yeah. like if I had come back with a similar retort like bus etiquette, <laughs> then he would have been like, oh, okay, sure, fine. You know, like whatever. <laughs> but then they would have had to explain bus etiquette. Yeah, and like, don't, don't you understand the paper system? Yeah. <laughs> this is how everybody gets their news. If I, if I, if it was more codified and actually I could just name like mm-hmm. papers, paper system. Yeah. Like, paper. Oh, paper system. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. BPS, bus paper system. Oh, <laughs> right, 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 right. My bad. Okay. But I have been on the other side, but I feel like I wasn't necessarily on the wrong side. But it's just funny, yeah. I don't know. It's just sad. Sad in a very small and tiny way. It's, and it's it's one of those things where it doesn't matter at all, but it's sort of representational. Of it's, that's like, what it is. It's like an iceberg. It's yeah. like that 10% tip, right? right? It's like, this is the problem, right? Yeah. If everybody just stopped looking at cigarette butts, let people have spaces, and didn't leave trash in the bus... What would that mean? Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of people would we all be? Better people. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you're the kind of person that leaves stuff on the, tra- on the bus, what are you doing the rest of your life? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a bit of a slippery slope, though, isn't it? Uh, like, well, that, I mean, because, that's... like, for example, the guy that stole your parking space, like, he's probably, like, fine upstanding citizen. I don't think in, so. In, I just in don't think so. Ways. No, I just don't think so. Like, but I you mean, don't have any evidence. I don't. That, no, I don't. Then. But it's like, it's kind of like, this leads to that, right? It's like, if you're the kind of person that does not respect other people's, like, getting a spot, and when they, like, politely notify you that they were waiting for the spot, and then you just go right at their face and say, so what, I took it. Yeah. What kind of person are you the rest of your life? Well, his reaction was not a friendly one. No, it sure. wasn't. Yeah, but I mean, like, where he would have an argument is like, well, no, no, like, there's a different parking etiquette. That we no, have differing that, views on parking etiquette. And that's one thing. You it's know, like, guys on the other side of the road don't have a claim. You know, you got to be on the right side. And that's that's a difference in etiquette, and that's fine. At least he felt like he's following some rules. Right. You know? And this guy who said it wasn't my can and lied to you, yeah. that's another thing, right? If he had picked up his can and not picked up his friend's can, okay. Yeah. You know what? At least you picked up your own can, and you didn't lie to my face and tell me that it wasn't your can when I sat there and watched you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't have eyes, you know? Yeah. So that's, I mean, maybe it's a slippery slope, but I feel like I said, these are so representational. Well. And it's just such a clear attitude that it can't possibly yeah. not permeate the rest of your life. Well, there's, okay, yeah. So the, what it is is there, there's this sort of selfish attitude that's manifesting. But I was, like, thinking about sort of, like, relative goods and evils. Mm. Like, you know, uh killing somebody and taking their money but there's not a lot of that around i mean but i mean i wouldn't say like this is the the state of society is is detriment or has been detrimented by those people you know it's like the people who have gone and killed people and robbed them 
You know, it's like they're out there, but it's like on a day-to-day basis, it's not really affecting you or I or anything, right? But the people who are selfish on on a small and tiny level. You think that that is, is bigger than sort of the, I don't know, the, the major crime operations and stuff like that. On, on like, like a, an absolute level, like you add up all the little selfishness. That's what it is, that's what it is. Obviously one by one, one instance of this versus one instance of that, obviously killing somebody and taking their money is way worse yeah. than like stealing a spot, leaving trash in a bus, lying to somebody. Hmm. whatever right but if you add up all those offenses add up all the trash in the bus and then you add up all the murders even if there's like a murder a day there's 700,000 people in this city mm-hmm. if they all do something selfish five times a day and then one person dies because of like you know well that's a lot maybe 365 deaths yeah, are a lot I, but, but I don't think that many people I mean like what is it like 10, 20 people died a year in terms of murders? Yeah. I don't know. Over in Oakland, I saw a stat that is like 108 or something like that last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Oakland's... Well, I would I would argue, actually, city. I would argue the opposite on this one. I would say that, uh, that <clears throat> there's no... Um, there's no comparison in terms of, like, additive relativity between these things. It's like, I would say there is a relativity in terms of, well you know, robbing and murdering somebody is, is way, way worse yeah. than uh, leaving your, your garbage on the bus and lying about it. For sure. Which is also bad. Yeah. But not like not not. I mean we really can definitely like we definitely agree but, on a single instance, right? But what 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 your argument is implying is that if you had enough uh, instances of of uh, leaving your garbage on the bus and, and lying about it uh, it would be worth one person being murdered. And no. so if one person were murdered, instead of having all this buzz, it would be like a good trade-off. And I would say, no, that's not... That well, what, is do you never, mean, uh, what do you mean good? Like like you're saying there's sort of an equality of value between some... some it might be a huge number. Value to who? To Val- you? No, to society. To, well, society is a bunch of people. Yeah, right? exactly. And like only one person is affected by this murder. No, it would affect everybody. Not really. It would affect it would affect all the people around that person. All right, but and still, like and so as as you sort of like you have that person who it affects their family. absolutely, then it affects their family, then it affects their friends, and it affects those people's family and friends. Yeah, slightly less. Yeah, and those people's family and friends. But I mean, still, that's less. like maybe, you know, like let's say it's like a thousand people. No, but it's it's more than that because eventually we're all interconnected. But, I mean, I don't know any people who've been murdered this year in San Francisco. Yeah, but you probably know you're probably six degrees separated from somebody. But, th- but that's that's just the point. It's like, okay, how big is that circle, and how big is that circle to the sixth? Because I don't know those people, so it can only be some number. It's not infinitely connected, right? Right. But what I'm saying is that is that in terms of comparing these multitudes of tiny bad things to like basically what your argument is is saying is that the rights of that person or the well-being of of those people the sacrifice that they that they take in terms of their utility is is worth all of our minor sacrifices i don't think i, I mean like i think you're acting like i can make a choice as to like whether i get one or the other well but that's what your argument is saying no it's not it's just saying that like given that they're happening i think they kind of sum up 
to be more detrimental to society or less detrimental to society. Ah, okay, I see. I misunderstood. I'm not making a choice. I'm not saying I prefer to have more deaths or less deaths or less trash or more trash. I'm just saying, like, okay. on the whole, if you I sum see. up all these things, I would say they amount to more than a murder. Hmm. It's Because, it's again, I think we get into this, this snag of when you compare things like that, it does sort of have this implication of, of trade-off or whatever. But well, that's if you want to take it to the next level where it's like, if you're giving me a choice, what would you rather have? Then it's like, okay, but it's like, given that they exist, they're both existing. Yeah. You know, and like, as a member of society, what, who, have you been more affected by trash on the bus and people lying to you and taking your spots and things like that or a murder? Like, in your, in your, li in your life here in San Francisco? Um... I don't know because so many of those things are hard to measure in terms of like when you do get sort of the the this affects this person severely and so it affects the people around them to a slightly lesser degree and uh, and so forth and it affects their behavior and so their behavior changes might affect you more uh, more than if it didn't affect their behavior. So you yeah. can't ever know that. Yeah, you can't ever know. All right. Well, I just say. I guess I'm just trying to get to the point where, like, you know that you've been affected by a lot of these small things. Right. And it has, like, you know, changed the course of your day or, like, your, your feeling or your outlook, you know, in a quantifiable way on a numerous amount of time, in a numerous amount of ways, many times throughout the year. Like, just people being rude. And it's, like, not, like, rude, like, snapping at you or yelling at you. It's little minor things. Like, just, I don't want to be around people who leave trash in the bus and lie to me. You know, I don't want to be around people who take my spots. I don't want to be in a place where I can't just, like, you know, calmly drag down the street and look for a spot, yeah. which is infuriating as it is, and I have to feel like it's, like, sharks out there. But know? I think the only the problem is that the only quantifiable thing about that is, is the amount of time that it subtracts from what you would otherwise do, right? So, like, I picked up the cans and took them to the, the uh, recycle bin, which took me an extra... No, it 50 did, seconds. But if you hadn't done that at all, it still would have affected you. It affected me, but it's harder to quantify that. That's yeah. like sure, but it's it is, but it's it's more present than these other things, though. I mean, it's more present to me that I've been wronged, or that somebody was like selfish, or somebody was like kind of like careless, than it is that somebody might have been killed somewhere away in some other community that I don't know about. You know, I mean, I, mean, I guess it kind of does. It does kind of lead me not to want to go to that, that part of the city where I know a lot of murders happen. Mm -hmm. You know, and like for those people, obviously their neighborhood has been dragged down. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, I, I'm not saying that there's no, you know, downsides and like, you're right, totally it spreads out and it spreads out and spreads out. But especially in the inner city, you know, maybe that contrast is a little more. But like, if you go out to the suburbs and stuff like that, there aren't a lot of murders, there aren't a lot of this. But there is a, a little more of like people just being kind of a little more rude. You know, and like being selfish, and but then again, maybe there's, you know, I guess to count, point counterpoint myself, there's probably more of this stuff going in the city also, because people are just a lot more, uh, what thick skinned in the city, right? Mm -hmm. They just don't really. It's a little rat racy. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, whatever. You're just gonna see another hundred people, whereas like maybe out in the rural areas and suburb area, hey, you see a hundred people in one day. That's kind of a lot of people. <laughs> you see hundred people today. That's just three o'clock on a Thursday. Yeah. Right? yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, so what do you guys think? I mean, we're, maybe yeah. ask oh. our our readers and <laughs> listeners. <laughs> oh, you know, you guys are missing a transcripts. Come on. <laughs>
transcript wanna, at regularsearchoftruth.com. I want to try and uh, and use a like uh, auto transcripting software. Yeah. And see how it does with. Uh, and I think the like next that. level of that would be to see if they could figure out two voices. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, something to look forward to. Um, yeah. What is it? Uh, irregularsearchfortruth at gmail.com? At gmail.com. Yeah. Um, should we call it there? Yeah, that was good. I think I blew away all your other topics with my rant, but... Uh, That's okay. That's all right. We got those for another time. Uh, I will leave them here, in fact. All right. You can just have topics. And if you want, you can go get sandwiches at Andronico's, which is... Uh, the card that I you got one wrote sandwich, my topics. Like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your but sandwich if, club membership has just started. If you, You're throwing uh, it away? Yeah, well, no, I'm, I'm leaving it here. So now, look, we can both build up towards But what sandwiches. if you want a sandwich? Oh. And it's here. <laughs> then maybe I'll keep this. we got to get a stamp that looks just like a tree. There you or go. a music note. No, I, see, that's that's just like leaving your trash on the That's very box. similar. It's forging. Forging. Your sandwich stamp. <laughs> anyway, this has been the Irregular Search for Truth. We didn't find any today, but we, we dug a bit. Well, was, we found that there was a near not equivalence between a murder and 10 million instances of rudeness. Yes, I would say a non, uh, non-transferability of the bad. Right. Okay, okay. all right. Go. We both agree on that. Yeah. It's hard to express, but we both agreed on that. Yes. All right, um, a regular search for truth. My name's Scott. My name's Sachin. Take it easy.